across our neighbourhood and across the world. This is PBL Paradise. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. On Columba Live on Live FM. Hello everyone, welcome to the PBL Paradise live from St Columbus College, Essendon in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Poppy and my co-hosts today are Zara, Zahara and Matilda. Our special guests today are Sienna and Tilly from the Precious Plastics Group. For listeners who don't know, this week the Year 10 students at St Columbus College in Melbourne, Australia have been participating in PBL Week, which stands for Project Based Learning. Throughout the week, students have been exposed to challenges and projects given in the workforce. The girls were put into clusters based on their interests and given an industry partner who gave them a specific brief and issue they had to solve throughout the week. Tilly and Sienna were a part of the Precious Plastic Group in the Informers Cluster. So Sienna and Tilly, it's a pleasure to have you. Tell us how you're going. Oh, yeah, hello. Well. Yeah, I'm going pretty well. <laughs> Good. Okay. So tell us about the Informers Cluster and what you guys have been getting up to this week. Yeah, so we started off the week by going to Monash University and having a look at the Precious Plastics campaign that they've got going on down there. And it was also like interesting to have a look around um, Monash and like see what it would be like if you were to go there for uni and how well everyone works yeah. and gets along. The- so did you see like machines or like any materials they used? Or Yeah, there was a big... Um, precious plastic machine like right in the middle and we got to we got to use it ourselves too which is cool so like what like what um products does it produce or like how does it work yeah so basically they start off with the recycled plastics that they get from donations and stuff around Monash um and they end up basically sorting and cleaning that plastic first which takes a huge amount of time which we found out because we did it ourselves a bit later on (laughs) um they end up sorting that out and then shredding that up in a part in the machine melting it down also in the same machine and then it kind of into like a mold and then yeah. over time the mold hardens and it can become something it was yeah. really cool there was like a chair they had made a chair out of plastic Jeez. it Me. wasn't like comfortable but <laughs> <laughs> earrings steel beams yeah, so many things are cool, yeah. yeah they can make so many things it's really really cool so what was your brief like overall in yeah. your precious plastics So we got back to school and they basically gave us our brief and it was kind of like a teaching toolkit for primary school age students. Um, So basically it just involved us explaining how precious plastics worked and kind of giving information to those younger kids who are our future generations for sustainability. And obviously we had to use appropriate like language and you know to so that they could understand because if you're talking to a prep you can't um just like use big words so (laughs) yeah yeah so what was like your idea to kind of help explain it to like juniors and that kind of thing how what you were going to say and how are you going to word it to help them understand what you were going to say so we definitely had to use like visuals and make it engaging because if you put something on a screen in black and white Obviously, a prep is going to get bored and start talking to their best mate next to them. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. had a few elements to our presentation. We basically have um, a PowerPoint going with more detailed information, and then we have a pamphlet, which is a bit more junior based with many like word coloring. searches, coloring in, yes, um, dot to dot to really engage. You know? And then we also have made uh, with the precious plastic machine a little incentive for the kids. So, if 
there's a task that they have to fulfill and they have to collect plastic and whoever collects the most plastic gets a prize, which is the little thing we've made, which is pretty cool. Good bribing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've made a medal. It took a bit of a long time. It's basically what we saw at Precious Plastics at Monash. We basically recreated at our steam lab at St. Columbus. So we spent quite a few hours actually Trying sorting. to cut the plastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorting different plastics with all the milk crusties in there. Oh, oh yeah, that was bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was It's not very nice, but it came out pretty cool in the end. So. But we got to wear gloves, so that was good. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, how did the product uh, commit to a change of sustainability? Yeah, so I think basically just showing, obviously, like the future generations um, are our primary school age students and younger students who are going to grow up and live in this world, you know. So I think like giving them that information of sustainability and what's happening with our world currently um, is really helping them to like see what they can do and what they can do to help. And I think it's like a good knowledge to have because I think ex- even our generation, we weren't really like brought up like knowing like what can be recycled and like different types yeah. of plastics. So letting them know at a young age that they can like tell their family about, oh, I had this presentation, like teach them too about what they learnt is good. Making yeah. a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so are you guys trying to uh, hopefully, obviously these are going to go into like feeder schools and mm. that kind of thing. Are you hoping that students will possibly bring in more yeah. plastic from that to at our school that we can help? Yeah, so we have reuse. a we've got a task at the end of our presentation, and it's basically just asking um, all the kids to come up with a simple solution at home. Um, we've suggested that they just put like a basket on their kitchen bench, and every time they finish the milk carton or the juice carton, they clean up that lid and just pop it in that basket. Um, we can bring that basket then to school and recycle all their plastic. So that sounds like smart. a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. smart. Yeah, something simple that they can might do, do that myself. <laughs> do you think that because you've learnt more about this, you're going to start doing more things at home to oh, recycle? Yeah. yeah, definitely sorting plastic for like an hour or two and learning about the different types of plastic. It's definitely going to help at home yeah. to know what we can and can't recycle. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned different types of plastics. Is there like categories that you had to sort them into? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So basically there's seven main different types of plastics. Jeez, seven. Didn't know that. Seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's, I think it's number five and... Yeah. So at St. Columbus, we um, only accept number two, four and five. Um, just because they're like the harder plastics that work well in our machine. Yeah. Um, the plastics are based off different properties. So that's why... And some are really like toxic. Yeah, we so we don't want to burn the ones that are toxic because that's yeah. not good for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like know what type of plastic they are? Like is yeah. there a way like you look at it or? You've what? got the bottle cap and then obviously there's sometimes a little piece of film but if you take that off you can see there's usually like the recycling symbol which is like a triangle yeah. and it has a number inside of it and that's how you can tell. Oh, how however, look at that. some did not have it and gave us really? a headache trying to figure Fried out which ones they were. <laughs> We basically just go by property in the end, depending if it's hard, if it's bendy. Like yeah, like after an hour or two, you can <laughs> you can tell like from like squeezing it. Obviously, they've all got different like flexibility, um, flexibility, and yeah. you could tell which was mm. like a two plastic and which was a four. So got the hang of it after a few yeah. hours. 
Yeah, so if you're just tuning in, you're listening to PBL Paradise on Columba Live on Live FM from St. Columbus College, Essendon in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Poppy and my co-hosts today are Zara, Zahara and Matilda. And our special guests today are Sienna and Tilly. Uh, So we've just been talking about the Precious Plastics Cluster and what Sienna and Tilly have been doing over this past week. Um, Let's go a bit further behind and... What were you guys doing originally before you got put into this cluster to help um, with sustainability and um, stopping the use of plastic in your everyday lives? Yeah, so I feel like I used to be really sustainability focused. I joined the Environment Club. Um, I really got into like beads like scraps and recycling and that. Um, But honestly, I feel like it kind of fizzled out a bit. But I feel like this kind of program has really reignited that um, passion again for the environment. Yeah, I'm like... I drink coffee like pretty regularly and um, I realised that the plastic straws and like the plastic cups weren't helping the environment much. So I definitely did switch to like keep cups and metal straws. But other than that, I wasn't really doing much. But yeah. Yeah. Are there any new skills that you have like learnt, you've had to use this week that you think you'd implement in your daily lives? I think teamwork's a big thing. Yeah, definitely. Like we have a group of four that we've been working with pretty much all week um, and they've been um, – we've worked with them every single day and it's obviously seeing them every single day, all day, every day. Sometimes it can get a bit much but I feel like we found a good yeah. way to work together. And it's good to get just to know each other because like I wasn't – like I'm new so I wasn't like that close with everyone but it's been a good week to get to know everyone and yeah. Uh, going off that, did you enjoy your week of PBL? Do you know what? I actually did. I actually did. I feel like I've, um, I feel like it's just been a really good week to explore something new um, and do something new for a while. However, I will say that um, it's definitely not the equivalent of work experience, which is what our school has kind of made it to be. But I have enjoyed this week a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tilly, you mentioned that you're new to the school. Um, So, at your old school, did you have anything like equivalent to PBL week or did you do like a work experience? Um, no, I my old school, we didn't do work experience or PBL week or anything Jeez. like that. So it's definitely been a new experience, which is, it's actually fun. Like it's a good break from having to work all the time and like just to be able to chat and do use my creative senses. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's beneficial? Do you think like you've gotten stuff out this week that is beneficial to life. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And um, so obviously you're in the informers cluster. Do you think this is possibly a potential pathway that you guys might go into in like going into later years of high school and university and stuff? Definitely not something I would have thought about doing and I honestly didn't really know it existed until like this week. Well, I knew like about recycling <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah, but yeah. I didn't know like that Precious Plastic was a program. So it was cool to learn about. And just having my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I think informers definitely, it kind of gives me the kind of teaching um, aspect of things. Like that's kind of what um, it's giving off. And I really think that, I don't know, I never really considered teaching, but I think it would be a good um, career pathway if I went into it. Well, we need lots more teachers at yeah, the moment. So that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Coming off that, would you recommend it for like the years below us to do the informers cluster? Definitely a good way to get to know new people, but at the same time, it's not, like as Sienna said, not equivalent to work experience and you're obviously going to face a lot more challenges in work experience not knowing people and having to like meet complete strangers that you've never seen before and having to get along with people that are a lot different to 
you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think if you've got a passion about sustainability and caring for the environment, I think the precious plastics is a really good one for you. Yeah. So going off that, um, did the pre- did the Monash University Immersion Day did that influence your thinking and understanding? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the Monash was my favourite day of the entire PBR week. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. cool to see. Yeah. Um, as much as I'm going to talk about how I just loved the look of the university and the university people and the campus, like mm. that was really cool. Um, but the presentation was really cool to see just how um, it works in like an actual day-to-day function and how yeah. students are actually operating it. Um, I think that's a really, really cool thing. I also think I just really liked the interactive part of it, like not having to sit around, like actually being able to do things and like be hands-on with the precious plastics machines. Yeah. So you mentioned students being involved in it. Is it something they volunteer their time to or like how does it work? So it started um, in the Netherlands, I'm pretty sure, and then it came down to Monash University for some PhD students actually created the machine. But over time, just some general students at Monash, I think engineering students. Yeah, engineering is a big part of the team of precious plastics and they've obviously all got different jobs that kind of branch into the main precious plastics but they all like as I said go off and have their separate like yeah jobs so like they obviously do their classes and stuff but um they all they all come together and do precious plastics together which is really cool going back to the uni did you guys like really learn how big recycling is in the whole world yeah like we only see a little bit in Australia but some places have so much pollution. Did you guys learn about that? Or? Well, we learned that only 12% of plastic in Australia actually gets recycled. Really? Jeez. Yeah. So, so your bins at home, like, nah. yeah. really? The issue is that a lot of um, Australians, they don't know how to recycle properly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So many bins are contaminated and therefore the whole bin does not get so recycled. So they don't sort through it, they just throw it all out. Because it's, so, it's such a lengthy process, yeah. sorting through the plastics, learn, yeah. like through the types and all of that. So it's... Obviously, we, if it's contaminated. We don't have the machinery to do it. Like, um, we have to do everything by hand still, unfortunately. So a lot of it doesn't get recycled. Yeah. Um, and then um, we found out that a few years ago, um, Australia was sending most of its, like, recycling to, like, China and Ooh. Japan, was it? Yeah, I think um, so. And a few other Asian countries. And it came to the point where they just had too, too much. Too much, yeah. It was, it was an overload. So they had to stop sending to mm-hmm. So countries. why were they sending them to that? them countries because we don't have the machinery yeah we don't have the facilities either to hold that much plastic yeah Yeah. so so we have too much plastic in australia basically yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you think that you would be able to um reflect it onto the wider community and teach them i think so with your program i think definitely at home i'm gonna start implementing like things that's gonna actually make my bins be recycled and we learned (laughs) a lot of ways in which we can actually reduce plastic like even going to the shops not bringing plastic bags not always buying plastic bags and you know when you have those like places where you bring like mason jars and like you fill up your stuff Yeah. yeah like so if coles could like implement that so that we're not also using like plastic bags for our like daily essentials yeah so when like things get recycled, how does it actually work? Does it turn back into paper or was <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> so when we're talking about plastic, there's a few steps that it goes through. It basically has to be collected. Um, it has to be then cleaned. Yeah. Um, it has to be shredded. Sorted and then Sorry, shredded. Sorry, <laughs> sorted, shredded, um, melted and then remolded. 
Okay, so you can like yeah. re- really reuse it. Yeah, so basically you can reuse plastic forever because it has the chemical compounds. That means it essentially just doesn't break down. Really? Like over, it's like 400 years or something. It never fully breaks down. Yeah. That's why it's best to just keep reusing it because once yeah. you've got the plastic, it's never going to go away. You may as well use it for something useful. We're, we're trying to move towards a circular economy which basically means that we stop getting like crude oil out of the ground, which is what makes plastic. We stop getting that out of the ground and then just reuse what we already have. Um, but for that to happen, we need a lot more people to be educated yeah, about recycling. Definitely. Did you guys learn about paper recycling or just mainly plastic? Just mainly plastic. Yeah. I think paper's not a big, like a, like recycling yeah. paper because it does break down. Yeah. But plastic is a whole different problem where it, when it gets littered into the environment not only does it hurt animals in the ocean because they're swimming around in it in plastic bags and straws but it also just never breaks down fully so it also has a huger problem because it never completely breaks down it breaks down into these microplastics which gets all into our soil um and just all around our world and basically because it's, it's in our, our soil we end up eating plastic yeah oh really? because it gets into our food supplies and stuff <laughs> <laughs> eating plastic not so fun fact <laughs> <laughs> do you know any foods that like really do have plastic? Not really. Um, oh. I just know it gets into the soil and stuff because of the microplastics. Like if you're planting so like potatoes in the ground and there's plastic around it, obviously it's going to contaminate. So, mm. wow. So oh. you mentioned crude oil before. So is that like the main uh, kind of bad component to plastic? Or- yeah. Yeah. So plastic is predominantly made out of crude oil. Um, tons of other things kind of go into it. That's why a lot of other chemicals. That's why it doesn't break down. But also because um, we're getting that oil out of the earth, um, it's another thing that we're taking out of the earth. So it's and extracting the crude oil too is not good for like ex- like putting chemicals into the air. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you mentioned about the recycling of the plastic. Do you know roughly how long like the process is to recycle plastic? Um, it definitely took a few hours just to do a little bit for us, <laughs> so I can imagine quite a while, which is why we have such an over-pollution of yeah. plastic is because of how long it takes to actually do the cycle of breaking it down and remelting it and moulding it. And because most of the process has to be done manually because we just don't have the machinery, it takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that because it was your first time doing it, if you were there for like a few more days, you'd be a lot quicker at it? Or do you reckon it's still pretty slow? I think in terms of sorting, um, we could do that a lot quicker definitely because we're still learning. Yeah. But to melt the plastic, you do need a day's worth of time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You melt it one by one. You do it. So basically (laughs) you would, once all the plastic has been sorted, cleaned and then shredded, so it's all in all these little fragments. And when you shred it, you can only shred the one type of plastic at a time. You can't mix them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it not work. No. Well, they don't melt it because the they're different. Yes, yeah. because they're different oh. types. They melt at different rates, and then you get bubbles, and it doesn't really work. So you have to have one type of plastic. You shred that all up, and then there's many precious plastics machines, but the ones we have at St. Columbus, it's like a sandwich press. So you basically oh. sandwich press the plastic, um, yeah. heat it up so it all melts. That takes about a day, um, and then it comes out as a plastic sheet. Um, if you want to make things out of there, then you have to cut it up, which we discovered was not yeah. an easy process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it does take quite a while. And at, Man- at Monash, though, they do have, like, a lot more technical machinery where they can – they have, like, a one where you put, shred, put the shred into, like, a tube almost and you can, like, push it out of the tube and you can, like, make – like, they had a, yeah. a pot or something with, yeah. like, a bunch of swirls around it, which was really cool. 
And then they also had molds, of course, where you can make like boxes and stuff yeah. like that. Do you think because it is so time consuming, people just aren't really keen to do it? Or I think so. I think um, actually doing the recycling process, people aren't super keen to do. But I think in terms of like Australia's general population and primary school students, all they have to do is the collecting and cleaning yeah. stages, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. that doesn't take a lot of time. It's not hard, just no. don't, they just yeah. don't know enough about it. Something yeah. great yeah. too would be more recycling bins to be at school because I know we just have our one rubbish bin which doesn't help when it comes to sorting. Yeah, so definitely. having two bins together, having your recycling and just general waste, which would, would be a really good idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is there any other machinery that you would like our school to possibly bring in that would help create um, – more use of like yeah. our plastic I think at the moment we just have that sheet press which does take a day whereas the one at Monash University I'm not 100% they did it really quickly yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% know what it's called but it came out in like a long stream like a worm of plastic and it dried almost. like it dried within like a minute so that was cool yeah so that mm. could really speed up the entire process and yeah. allow us to make more things that yeah. aren't flat we could make more 3d things yeah, which nice. would be really cool because with that thing they could put like a pot there and when it ca- like came out of the tube they could like wrap it around the pot and make like a 3d object and it would just like slip off and then wow. it'd be hollow inside that's oh, perfect. Yeah. Is there any like machinery that helps like separate the different plastics? Like, no, or is it all done by hand? All manually, yeah. Even at Monash, like, there's no. Yeah, they do it all manually. manually. Yeah. Jeez, that's a lot of Sometimes fun. they get donations, which make it easier. I know they said they had a baby store around the corner that would just donate all the hangers. And obviously, that's all yeah. the same one type, type of plastic, plastic, which makes it a lot easier. But obviously, like for bottle caps, when you put them in the bin, that's something that has to be manually sorted, unless you have like. Seven bins for seven different types of plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unrealistic, but yeah. 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 Um, just thinking back to this week, would you have any feedback about the PBL week and how it is for your tens? Like, I think overall it was a really good week, and I did like the five days. I think it was enough time to really like um get the project done in depth and really put some detail into it. Um, I think probably about halfway through the week. I would have liked to PE lesson just to, you know, get the endorphins flowing. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think sitting still for that long is definitely like hard to sit still. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Change in environment would have helped the processes flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, that's all we have time for today. Um, thank you so much, Sienna and Tilly, for coming on. It's been a pleasure oh, talking to you. you today. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, so thanks. we were live from St. Columbus College, Essendon in Melbourne, Australia, and you've been listening to PBL Paradise on Columba Live on Live FM. My name's Poppy and my co-hosts today were Zara, Zahara and Matilda. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've learned something new about STC PBL Week. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Connecting with our community, live from St. Columbus College, Essendon, in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Columbus Live on Live FM.